0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Epic Living with Jean, where we believe that creating an epic life involves maintaining a healthy body. And that starts with healthy eating. I am proud to be partners with Epicure, a brand that is revolutionizing how busy families put meals on the table. Together, we're on a mission to transform your approach to mealtime. We offer clean, healthy products, menu planning options, and recipe inspiration that is not only delicious, but also adjustable to fit any dietary program. It's a game changer for busy households, making meals accessible and economical, and ready in 20 minutes or less. Because here's the deal. Living Epic means working towards a healthier you, and what you put in your body matters. Join me in this culinary adventure where every meal becomes a step towards a healthier, more epic you. Go to epiclivingwithgene.com for more information. We all have lives filled with stories. Their stories make us who we are, and they are all important. Welcome to Epic Stories. I'm your host, Jean Tillery, and I want to talk stories with you. One year... 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes. This day last year, I was sitting in a neuro ICU room in Greenville Memorial Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina. It was day 29 of a 32 day hospital stay. The week before, we had to drill a hole in my husband's head to release the fluid that had built up around his brain. And after installing a shunt to control the flow, we were now fighting to find the perfect setting that would drain enough fluid, but not too much fluid. Before we would leave the hospital, he would have two more surgeries, countless CT scans, and daily ultrasounds of his brain. That was a huge story for our family, but it isn't exactly what I want to talk about today. What led to this hospital stay was that my, bro- my husband suffered a brain aneurysm while driving back to Virginia after visiting friends in South Carolina. He hadn't been on the road very long before he developed a headache. Luckily, I just happened to be talking to him at the time. The pain was bad, and it was creeping up the back of his neck. He told me that he couldn't talk and that he would call me later. Luckily, again, as he was hanging up, I heard him say, ouch, very loudly. That set off an alarm and had me on alert. What happened next was really what I want to talk about. It's something that is deeply disturbing to me. And although I have told the story of what happened to Dan a hundred times, I don't often spend a lot of that time on this part of the story. And I think it's time to change that. When Dan hung up with me, he pulled off the highway and he backed into a parking spot at a brand new 7-Eleven gas station where he proceeded to throw up all over his car and then pass out. I tried to reach him all afternoon and I saw that he never looked at any of my text messages and he never answered any of my calls. After four hours of trying everything I could think of to locate him, I hopped in my car and headed towards South Carolina. I was in Texas at the time, and I had no idea where I was going, but I picked up my oldest son, who lived in Houston, and we headed east, continuing to call my husband every 15 minutes. After an hour on the road, I was shocked (laughs) when Dan answered. I asked him, where the hell are you? And his reply is, I'm at home. Someone then took the phone from him and explained that they were in EMT and they had just gotten to Dan. They thought that he had had a stroke and were taking him to the hospital in Spartanburg, South Carolina. They asked me a few questions about his health history, but didn't have time to explain what happened. It would take a few days before I got the whole story. Things finally calmed down enough for me to check my work messages, and I found one that had been there for a few days. It was from a woman telling me that my husband needed help and to call her as soon as possible. When I reached her, I explained that we had finally gotten to Dan and that he was in the hospital, and I asked her what she knew about what happened. It turns out that Dan was passed out in his car for over four hours. The woman explained that she and her husband had pulled in to get gas, and when he went to pay, out of habit, he locked the doors with her still in the car. Dan, meanwhile, had gotten out of his car but was so confused that he didn't know which car was his and he was walking around the parking lot, pushing the button on his key fob. He went up to the car where the lady was sitting and he got frustrated when he couldn't open the door. Luckily again, she was observant enough to notice that he was struggling and being a nurse, she knew that something was very wrong. When her husband came back out, they helped Dan find his car. And then the nurse saw that he had thrown up in his car and she recognized that it was a medical emergency and called 911. While they were waiting, one of the 7-Eleven employees came out to empty the trash cans and she asked about my husband. His comment was that he'd been there all afternoon. They figured that he was just some drunk or a drug addict passed out in his car. Now, we were very lucky that Dan survived. The ER doctor at the first hospital that he went to told me that 85% of the people who have this kind of aneurysm never make it to the hospital. But the fact that he sat in his car for hours is another huge miracle. The reason that I am so upset about this is because I do not understand how people could come in and out of a gas station all afternoon and nobody stopped to think that there might be an emergency. Even if he was a drunk or on drugs and passed out, that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve help. For me, it comes down to the value of a human life as it relates to your busy schedule. I understand that safety is a concern, but there are people who are trained to deal with these emergency situations. It doesn't take long to call 911, and almost everyone already has a phone in their pocket. How long? Would he have sat there if he hadn't gotten out of his car? I think we need to do better, not only as individuals, but our businesses need to do better also. Not only did the manager and staff of of the 7-Eleven not call for help for him, but they did call to have his car towed, even after a friend stopped by the store and explained to them what happened and told them that we would be back in the morning for the car. Yesterday was Dan's 61st birthday. His 60th was celebrated in the hospital, and he doesn't remember it, or any of the other 31 days that he was there. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. As we enter into this holiday season, it's important to remember that this is a season of giving, a season of sharing, a season of family and friends and love. But there are a whole group of people out there who don't have access to any of that. If you see somebody that is struggling or somebody that needs help, somebody that's homeless or somebody that just needs a good meal, please be the one to stop and help. Be the one to start a change. And even if you can't help yourself, please call for someone who can. You just might be giving that person a chance at one more birthday. Thanks for hanging out with me. If today's episode struck a chord with you and you want to spread the love, please share using the hashtag Epic Living Podcast and leave a comment on my Facebook page. Head over to my website, epiclivingwithgene.com to learn more about what it means to live epic. And while you're there, download a free guide, Seven Ways to Start Living Epic and it will help you take your first step. If you want to learn more about my Dream Manager program or just want to chat about what Epic might look like in your life, reach out to me and let's set up a call. See you next time. I hope you go out and live Epic today and every day. And remember, it's all about the story.